your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Wednesday, December 15th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F. L.A. Panthers. You could also follow the national show Locked On NHL on the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And today's episode is brought to you by Primal Origin. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use code locked on for a 20% discount at checkout. Well, that freaking sucked. There is absolutely no way of sugarcoating it. There it was just bad. Terrible. And if there was a song to describe this game for the Florida Panthers and everything that was just, I don't even know how to, if there was a song, it would be Communication Breakdown by Led Zeppelin, and I can't play it on the podcast, but it was, uh, it was the, it's, it's the theme for, for this one, because this was really what it came down to, and before this game even started, the Florida Panthers had a few news related to the lineup. And with everything going on in the NHL and multiple leagues with so many players going down for COVID, uh, the Florida Panthers were one of those teams who had a player enter into the league's COVID protocol. Um, Ryan Lomberg, um, he did not play in last night's game against the Ottawa Senators, uh, was in COVID protocol. Uh, But the good news is Anthony Duclair came back. Um and Nolachari skated, but is considered uh, month to month still. Gus Forsling didn't play, so it made every the the defensive shakeups a little bit uh different with Yolevi uh paired up with Gudis and Lucas Carlson with uh Brandon Montour. Alexi Heponiemi was called up to from the AHL over to the NHL squad. Barkoff still out but could return as early as Thursday against the LA Kings. But man, this one was a just miscommunications all over and just slow start, flat-footed, not getting a lot of offensive zone time, especially early. Like the, the Ottawa Senators started this one with the first shots on nine shots on goal for for this game. And the it really came down to that first one um where they weren't controlling the goal the 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 zone the rebound control for Spencer Knight was 
just not there. And um, then uh, the Senators were able to score that that one. And man, it was just it was just like okay at the time, okay one nothing four thirty eight into the game. The Florida Panthers still have that opportunity to still, even though they're behind early, cool, no no worries, and more defensive breakdowns. Ennis goes all alone on Spencer Knight, and there was one part early where I was seeing Ole Olevi uh, clear the puck when the when Spencer Knight didn't get the rebound control there, and I was like, okay, we could see why this is a top five. This was a former top five pick, so there was a there there was you could see why he was drafted that high, and but also <laughs> this Ottawa Senators team you gotta you gotta give credit to them because the Senators entering into this game they were ten out of their last ten in killing penalties and including a shorthanded goal. Um, in between that, that's entering this game, and that was mentioned in the middle of the broadcast before they even got their shorthanded goal um, at the one thirty mark of the second period, uh, where there was just a bad pass by Frank Vitrano to Brandon Montour, and then Dylan Gramble goes all alone on Spencer Knight, and I believe that's the Florida Panthers' second shorthanded goal that they've given up this season. The last one I remember is they uh, gave one up against the Philadelphia Flyers back early in the season. But the good news is, though, that Sam Reinhart has got got uh, two points in this one. Um, he, he did get an assist to Jonathan Huberto um, cutting uh, backhand. He beat Artem Zub uh, as he was cutting towards the zone and then beat Anton Forsberg, who Anton Forsberg has been a journeyman. He's been on four different teams, and he and he's been on a on a run. And for Ottawa, this run happened to happen after placing Matt Murray on waivers back on November twenty eighth, and their runs shortly started after uh, being after losing to the Vancouver Canucks, and then they win uh, four out of their last five games. And I mentioned all the teams that they beat: Carolina. Colorado, Tampa Bay. So this was nothing, nothing, nothing to sleep on when it came to this team. This was this was this was a team that was very improved on both ends of special teams. I, I mentioned they, they finished their run of fifteen straight penalties killed. They went two for four on the power play against Tampa. They go two for four again in this one too. Though their power play goals really happened when the game was over at the end by Brady Kachuk and Nick Paul, it was just a matter of when it rains, it pours. And really, that's really what happened there. That was a five-on-three opportunity for the Ottawa Senators. And, and even after the second period when the Florida Panthers we're down four to two, and a lot of them, a lot of the goals happened just on just poor communication, um, neutral zone play. Um, they were flat-footed in the neutral zone on the third goal um, of the game, the one by uh, Josh Norris. The the Panthers uh, didn't have the angle, and then Josh Norris uses his speed 
to uh, get past the Panthers and then beat Knight. Um, a turnover for the fourth goal. And Spencer Knight uh, dishes a pass out towards the, the boards, and um, Brandon Montour couldn't handle it neither. And then Stutzla gets it from the high slot. Five out of the last of the eight goals in last night's game came from the low slot right on the doorstep of Spencer Knight right there. But there's also times that it was just not the play in front of Spencer Knight as well. There was the, Spencer Knight just didn't look good, period. Um, so it was just a matter of poor communication. Just And there was one where Spencer Knight was right at the trapezoid, and then the Florida Panthers were at the end of a shift, and then just he loses it, and that was the sixth goal uh, for when Batherson, Drake Batherson, my goodness, a fourth-round pick from the 2017 NHL entry draft. The, that was the last year when the Ottawa Senators made it to the Eastern Conference Final um, and throughout their rebuild spent his time in the minors, and he's averaging over a point per game, uh, Drake Batherson, on that top line um, with Brady Kachuk and uh, Josh Norris there. So we talk about how the Detroit Red Wings rebuild how they might be a year or two away from really contending in the playoffs. but and, and this opinion can change. But with how the Ottawa Senators have played in the last two weeks, and th- this run could continue. Um, I don't think they're a playoff team, but, they, but Pierre Dorian said that the rebuild is over entering into the season. But there's a chance that even next year, the, that, that, that next year, that opinion could really stand for the rebuild being over and some growth to happen for the Ottawa Senators to be near the playoffs just off to a very slow start onto the season but we are seeing kind of the growth of what the Senators have done building through the draft but can they continue that development of of for them but we're going to get to more of what the real problem was as well for the Florida Panthers, as they were just unable to keep up with this Ottawa Senators team. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers, your first listen of the day. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils make balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. This is due to the exotic carrier blend with oils like raspberry seed, rose, hip, and chia seed oil. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Not only are the products and dedication to quality top notch, the company was founded for a noble cause. The founder, Steven's mother, was injured in a car accident and the company was started to pay for her treatment 
and recovery. Most companies focus on fragrance first and that leads to a product that does not feel good on the skin. We took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard to other companies you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember, the code locked on gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the code locked on at checkout for 20% off. That is primaloriginoils.com. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor covered in chocolate but amazingly low in calories sugar net carbs and fat and high in protein you get the best of both worlds delicious and healthy so many flavors you'll have a hard time using while you have raspberry or mint brownie cherry or double chocolate cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those small doors and battle all the holiday shoppers or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it because it's a season of peace and love. Don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. They'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. You're friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good you won't even believe they're filled with protein. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCK15 for 50% off at Built.com. Second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast where the Florida Panthers are coming off an 8-2 loss at the hands of the Ottawa Senators at FLA Live Arena. Only their second loss at home out of 16 chances this season. And on paper, we talked about it. On paper, it might look like that the Florida Panthers had no business losing against this Ottawa Center team. But everything that I mentioned just, just said that you couldn't sleep on this team. But let's talk about what was really going on in in the in this game that from what i saw of by the way um just finished watching the whole game this morning um couldn't wasn't able to uh watch it live last night so i apologize for that and but still was thankfully espn plus had the opportunity on demand for me to rewatch it unlike unlike the st louis game that was the lost game that i couldn't uh recap but it's just a matter of the shot quality too for the Panthers too to keep up and through through this whole game the Ottawa Senators had a total of 24 block shots to the Panthers' 11 and 18 through the last 
through the first two periods. And there was a point in the game where the Florida Panthers had as many shots on goal as the Ottawa Senators had blocked shots. So this was just a matter of the Florida Panthers just trying to uh, make a shot and hopefully bounce it off somebody else. So it was, um, it was just the, the, the shot quality for the Florida Panthers in last night's game just wasn't good. And that, that's really what it, it came down to on the offensive end. Sure, the, def- the defensive end wasn't great as well. A lot of the passes, like I mentioned in the first segment, were just not crisp. They were also the the senators. You got to give credit to them as well. They were blocking a lot of the passing lanes, which ended up having transition opportunities going the other way. So whether it was in the neutral zone or in their own zone as well. But one good thing, and I and I and I'm gonna bring some positives too. Um, in this, but um, Coach Andrew Brunette in the middle of the second period did make a line change with Anthony Duclair going up to top line and also by the way we saw a few rushes from Anthony Duclair and we saw how much we missed that sure he didn't score but we saw how how much the Florida Panthers really missed that speed and we're we're not gonna we're not gonna be too much too down on one game but of course we're in the middle of talking about it but the Florida Panthers made that change promoting Duke to the first line, and then Rhino to the second line. And as soon as that happened, Sam Reinhardt scores on that one. Um, the Reinhardt intercepts the pass um, right, right in the low slot, gets it to Lundell. Lundell shoots it, and then Reinhardt gets the rebound right after a line change. There's also a few lineup changes on the power play as well, where Mackenzie Weger and Aaron Ekblad uh, were, were paired together. Because, of course, when you go 0 for 6 and you've had a just a terrible run on special teams on both ends. Now, by the way, the Florida Panthers have given up at least a power play goal in their last four games. The last time they didn't give up a power play goal was the Saturday game against St. Louis, the matinee, where they only had one power play opportunity, the opposition, and they went 0 for 1. So the Florida Panthers on the other end haven't been crisp as well. And that now, now on both ends of power play percentage and Pete, penalty kill percentage they're number 20 in both categories and for a team that's that is tied now with with points in the nhl along with the washington capitals and the tampa bay lightning who beat the la kings on tuesday night at Amelie arena this is uh it it wasn't a concern at first but now it's starting to become a concern for this unit and midway through the second period they're having more shorthanded opportunities than opportunities on the power play, which, which is beyond me as well. That they had two two on ones. One of them, one of them was a three on one too, and just couldn't convert. They had a five on three opportunity as well and couldn't convert neither. And it was just man, and of course we can we can say all we want about. Barkoff being out because, but also Barkoff was running the point as well when he did return uh, against St. Louis right before he was out uh, with that upper body injury, which I don't know if I'm a fan of Barkoff being the one running the point because he's mostly, you, you want him to shoot from that right side. But 
still, man, this 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 is a unit that should be able to score uh, on on the power play with the with the amount of talent that this team has, and they're they're just not generating the chances. They're they're just not getting the the guys in front to deflect passes into the net. They're they're getting their passes blocked in the middle of the slot too, as well. And teams are starting to figure them out too. They they have figured them out. They're they're one of the they're they're just below average when it comes to penalty um penalty kill percentage and the power play. So they the teams have started to figure them out at at that point, and so that's really what is has been the issue. They haven't really generated those chances to give themselves an opportunity. And there were shakeups on the power play. Uh, there was a time where Anthony Duclair, Joe Thornton, and um, someone else. There was Joe Thornton, Anthony Duclair, and Carter Hagee, who was on the power play along with Jonathan Huberto and Aaron Eckblad. Because at that point, when you have a run, uh, excuse me, drought of power plays i mean they scored one on sunday but they just haven't been well in scoring often but when you when your power play is that unorganized you have to try to mix things up and and it's just a matter of just the messaging of andrew burnett and the organization of what he's trying to do with this team that's just um, not there, and the Panthers just look unorganized on the ice. So it's just wh- whether it's been power play mixed up or line mixed up, uh, the the defensive part of things really. The as, as far as the Senators getting into to the shooting lanes and uh, blocking the passes, that's really what it came down to because the Florida Panthers still had. A chance to win this game once the second period was over still because we've seen them come back uh many times and just as soon as the third period started and uh ottawa senators had that two-on-one with batherson with 23 seconds with 23 seconds into the third that's when kind of you you were a lot of you were probably saying it's just not their night and Randy Moeller said on the broadcast saying, you don't want to say that a team is due for a performance like this, but these do happen in an 82-game season, and it, it's a rough one, but every single time, though, though it's bad right now, and the sky's not falling. It's bad right now as far as recent, how recent it is for the Florida Panthers losing two in a row and one of them being badly on your home ice, the sky's not falling for this Florida Panthers team. I want you guys to know that it's not. And the Florida Panthers still have an opportunity to at least get another a win on this two-game homestand right before they hit the road again, uh, where they welcome the LA Kings on Thursday night before going to Minnesota and Chicago for a quick two-game trip out in the Midwest. So. In the next segment, we're going to talk more about the acquiring Jonas Johansson 
on waivers from the Colorado Avalanche. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers, your first listen of the day. Battle Line has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts third and final segment here on the lockdown florida panthers podcast where the florida panthers are coming off an eight to two loss against the ottawa senators so right before the game um after morning skate andrew Burnett did talk about acquiring jonas johansson from the colorado avalanche off waivers and what that means for the cat and the fact that he says that we want to keep things a little status quo um, with everything around here um, because Christopher Gibson is hurt down in the minors, so it gives us it gives them a little bit of goalie depth into the system. So the reason why they made this move, but I they also talked about increasing Sergei Bobrovsky's workload, and he mentioned okay, Spencer Knight gets a start tonight, which means if he were being to be sent down to the AHL, he wouldn't be playing in the Charlotte Checkers' game on Wednesday, uh, today, where they would face against the Rochester Americans if he were to be sent down. No news on, about it yet, but it could, mean, it could mean that. It could absolutely mean that. And there is no issue. There's n- no issue if he were to be sent down. So it, the sky is not falling if he is. Because after, after, this, after this year, he still has two more years left on his on his DLC. So it's not a the end of the world if he is uh sent down to to the miners. So and with the Florida Panthers not having really any back to backs until the last week of December where they welcomed the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning on a back to back at home uh on the 29th and 30th, there's not many there's a lot of gaps in between games for the Florida Panthers, so they don't have that many games now and in between Christmas. So with LA on Thursday, Minnesota on Saturday, Chicago on Tuesday, the the games for the Charlotte Checkers, they're on Saturday the 18th against the Bridgeport Islanders on a back-to-back uh, Saturday and Sunday. If, if Spencer were to be sent down, uh, he he would play in one of those games, but no official announcement as of as of right now for for the Cats. So it it and then they play have a little bit of a break on before playing on December thirty first. So the Checkers would have two weeks off before uh, facing um, the Texas Stars on a back to back on the thirty first and the first, but. Not all things are bad in the world of the Florida Panthers, neither. Their farm system, yesterday, their AHL affiliate, uh, Charlotte Checkers, won 11-1 to against Rochester. So, not the worst night organizationally for the Florida Panthers. So, Gregory Denisenko scores twice. 
uh, Zach Delpy, the captain of the AHL affiliate, um, who Bill Zito was very familiar with back in his days in Columbus, Max Gildon, Henry Bowlby score, uh, Chase Brisky scores for the Charlotte Checkers as well. So they're, they're, they're not a bad, not an overall bad night organizationally for the organization of the Florida Panthers. It, it, was it bad on the NHL side? Sure. But organizationally, it's not the end of the world. And I don't, I don't want Spencer Knight to be sent down. But if he gets a little bit of game reps in before eventually being called back up, if they need a goalie down there before uh, placing Johansson on waivers, and then if he's not claimed being sent down and staying there as the third goalie with Christopher Gibson being injured, because, I mean, it helps that they have a goalie that's waivers exempt right now with Spencer Knight so that they can have a body. It's really about having a body. And if, if that were to happen, then Spencer Knight is going to come out stronger. It wasn't his best night because of the stick handling, whether it was that pass the Montour near the boards that got turned over on that goal by Sutzla or the or the play behind the trapezoid, uh, where another mismanage of the puck as well. That's that's another thing that I'm sure Robert Tallis is going to work on for the the young goaltender, 20 years old. He's 20 years old. Let's not forget that for for Spencer Knight, and he, he's he's gonna he's gonna be fine. He so I I mentioned I I did mention after um. This year that he has two years left. After this year, he has one year left on his PLC. So my apologies for uh, saying the incorrect uh, numbers as far as the term he has left. But th- this this team this team they've always found ways to bounce back. And sure, you you look at the standings right now and you see three teams tied for forty points. But if once again, if you're in this position in the season tied for the league lead still and you have a game like this then let's do ourselves a favor let's bury the hatchet let's put this behind us because even though it's a one bad game you you simply cannot expect if you see through 28 games we're 28 games in more than a quarter of the season you you can't simply say that or expect that this is going to be a Florida Panthers team that's going to perform like this every every single night. You can't you we'd be foolish to think that. And the motivation that's going to be from this team after after that kind of game don't be surprised if they come out firing on Thursday night when the LA Kings come to town and the Panthers were supposed to have a practice today at 11 a.m. at the Panthers ice den in Coral Springs but uh, the Panthers will not be practicing today don't know whether that is in result of the 8-2 to loss against the Senators or let's also think about this too because of how many positive uh, cases that we've had in the NHL and multiple sports leagues that could be a possibility too of, of of why 
a team could be canceling a practice. We hope the the latter part isn't isn't the case for the Florida Panthers, but that's just something that I thought of uh for a little bit because the cases have been rising and Pierre Lebrun of TSN uh talked about that the NHL and the NHLPA are going to talk more about possibly advanced protocols for um the teams. So we might see more of players and media not being able to interact at all and more of what we got last season as related to how games are covered. Uh, so, but if it's to, if we're looking at the human side of things, if it's to protect players, which the players are the product, we come to see the players. So if, if that is to protect them, then I have no reason to argue of if they are to advance protocols because we want to we want to see these guys play, but we also want to see these guys healthy as well. So the Panthers will be off today and they'll they'll be playing the LA Kings on Thursday night, 7 p.m. FLA Live Arena, 14 2 and zero so let's relax a little bit florida panthers are going to bounce back they always do they'll come firing on thursday night against this la kings uh team which we will try to get together with sarah avampato of locked on los angeles kings to preview that game against the los angeles kings so if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And now for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. So subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What's your team? Every day.